This is a test. This is only a test. If this had been an actual emergency, you would have been instructed where to tune in your area for news and official information. This station, in voluntary cooperation with local, state, and federal authorities, is conducting a test of the emergency broadcast system. This concludes this test of the emergency broadcast system. I used to do that back when I was in AM radio for 20 years. <laughs> I think we had to do it like once a week, different times of day and night. And uh, we used to do that all the time. If you are as old as me, you will remember those words. <laughs> Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Oh, man. Yeah, we're going to talk about the FEMA test coming up later today. Also, a new Pride Month. Didn't we just get through with one Pride Month, and now we have a new Pride Month? What? And is Kevin Spacey coming back? I got mixed feelings about that, but we'll talk about it. All that and more coming up on The Jay Sheldon Show tonight. Thanks for joining. Hey, great to have you with us along for the ride. And please don't forget, while you're here, hit that follow button. It's right over there. A little oval in green says follow. Give it a click. If you are here and you're not signed up for a Rumble account, it's absolutely free. Just sign up and then you can join into the chat, the live chat, which, by the way, is open. We're watching the live chat. Anything you want to say, comment on, promote, just Pop it in the live chat. We'll see it. And uh, also make comments and things. You get to like the videos and subscribe to all the different channels that are out there. Or here on Rumble, we call it Follow. All right. Uh, we also call it one of our greatest sponsors. And that now, no, not Dan Bongino. Blackout Coffee, where you'll find a Dan Bongino blend. But Blackout Coffee is an American company. <clears throat> and these folks believe in American values, conservative values, importance of hard work, personal responsibility, family, respect. That's what this company is all about. And they're all about making a damn good cup of coffee. That's exactly what you will find at Blackout Coffee. They source premium green coffee beans. They are grown at the right altitude, correct time of year, best soil, harvested at just the right time. And then their small batch roasting process means that when you order, you will, they'll roast your beans usually within 24 to 48 hours from the time you order. Then another few days for shipping and you've got fresh roasted beans at your doorstep. And that makes all the difference. Folks, throw out that crap you've been drinking. You don't know how long it's been on the shelf for, how long ago, how many months or years it was roasted. Get yourself some blackout coffee. It is amazing. If you're not a big coffee fan, that's okay, too, because they've got some incredible blends of cocoa and tea over at Blackout Coffee. Just check this out, by the way. Cocoa Sips, sweet dark chocolate, chocolate cherry dump cake, dark chocolate orange hot cocoa, also teas, old-fashioned Earl Grey, Roll Boys Superior, Passion Fruit Peach, Black Tea, that sounds nice. But their coffee really is what sets them apart. You got to check it out. Know that you will be supporting not only this show, you will be supporting a company that believes in America. They work with local co-ops, American farmers. This company is all about two things, supporting our conservative values and making a good cup of coffee. 
That's what it's all about. Hey, now, don't forget, when you get over to Blackout Coffee, you can use the link. It's in our show notes. Use the promo code J20 at checkout, and you will get 20% off your first order. J-A-Y-20. J-20. That's my first name. J-20. At checkout, 20% off your first order at Blackout Coffee. Thank you, Blackout Coffee, for helping to uh, sponsor the show. We really do appreciate your being here. We're very proud to have you as a a part of this program. All right, it's a test. It's only a test. And uh, this article talks about your iPhone, but it's going to affect every electronic device that receives a signal, no matter where you are. U.S. phone users are going to get an emergency test later today. And it may well look something like this. Uh, let's see, 2.20 p.m. Eastern Time, so a few hours from now, you'll get a message on your mobile phone that reads, this is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. No action is needed. Now, in addition, your iPhone will vibrate and play a special sound similar to an alarm, even if your phone is on silent it will break through the silent mode. Yeah, uh, and it will appear in Spanish for users who have that language set on their device. FEMA says it's gonna run for 30 minutes. What the hell do you need 30 minutes for? Anyway, if your phone is off at the start of the test, but then turned on, you'll get a test message also. Wow, FEMA's conducting the test to check for effectiveness. WEA is part of FEMA's Integrated Public Alert Warning System, which is used to send authenticated emergency messages to the public. So when they want to talk to you all en masse, that's how they will do it. Well, of course, all of us put on our tinfoil hats and got right in line so while there is one that most of these articles concentrate on, I stuck two or three articles in the uh, show notes under this heading because the conspiracy theories are nuts. There, <laughs> this is from Yahoo News, so you know consider the source. But the claim, here, fact check, conspiracy theories about FEMA's emergency alert tests spread online. The claim an emergency broadcast system today, test today, will send a signal to cell phones in order to activate the nanoparticles like graphene oxide that were introduced into your body when you succumbed to the clot shot. Well, they say that's false. Spokesperson for FEMA also said there are no known adverse health effects from the signal. Uh, social media users raising dire warnings that they're turning off their cell phones for the day because they believe it is part of a broader conspiracy to exert control over the population. And these little, th here's even one from, uh, well, who is this? Oh, MSN. MSN also getting into the mix. Zombie conspiracy theories spread like wildfire ahead of the emergency test. Huh. National test, 
Following a FEMA announcement, some have taken to social media to share disinformation, concern, and conspiracies. Or is it? Uh, the biggest ones seen on X claim that a zombie outbreak is coming because of a combination of vaccines, 5G poisoning, and a bat-borne disease. Some social media users are imploring their followers to shut off their cell phones on the day, today, because they believe it's part of a broader conspiracy to exert control over you and me. So, that's not all. There's more. Rolling Stone, even, which is a complete joke these days. But Rolling Stone, of course, had to chime in. Anti-vaxxers think an emergency phone alert will cause a zombie apocalypse. You know, I'm thinking maybe we could use a good zombie apocalypse right now. Might not be the baddest thing on uh, the planet. Uh, no, I really don't want to get notified when you post bullshit. Latest paranoia to grip the fringe community is the harmful 5G signals in your phone. Okay, and I'm not subscribing. God knows I'm not spending any money on Rolling Stone. Zombie apocalypse. Apocalypse wrote the, oh, here we go, QAnon influencer behind a Telegram channel called The Patriot Voice, followed by more than 50,000 people. The message says supposed military experts claim the COVID-19 vaccines contain sealed pathogens, including E. coli and uh, the Marburg and Ebola, all of which can be released by an 18 gigahertz 5G frequency. So... 2.20 or 2.22 p.m. this afternoon, Eastern Time, we'll find out whether or not it is the beginning of the new zombie apocalypse. You know, laugh if you want. Some of this stuff is a little out there. But if you look at it from another angle, two things. One is that, thank God, X is now an open free speech platform, mostly, that would allow this stuff to go out there. And what, you know, I look, whether you want to put on your tinfoil hat and believe this stuff or not, whether you think it's valid, it's complete nutball stuff, doesn't matter. You have a right to free speech, and you should be allowed, if you are of an opinion, to post those things. The other thing is that we now live in a society where these kind of things are accepted as maybe even possible by a certain not small percentage of the population. We have come to this point in our society where people will buy in to what seems on the surface to be an absolute nutball conspiracy theory. Hopefully. 
See, even me, even I am not going to come right out and say these people are whacked. They're morons. They don't know what they're talking about. There is no problem. I'm not going to say that because I don't know. And I'm sitting right here with you wondering after everything we've seen for the last three, four, five, six years. Let me just put it this way. I doubt it, but I would absolutely not be surprised if something happened. That's where we're at. And that's scary. And if you wonder why, the next story <laughs> is almost a part of the explanation why. Word from the Gateway Pundit that now there is evidence, evidence that the FBI planned the January 6th operation and planted documents days earlier that were later used against innocent Americans. I am not going to go through this whole article because it is loaded with facts and evidence, but you must share it, read it, absorb it. Find out in February of this year, the Gateway Pundit's Kara Kastronova wrote about a shocking development in the U.S. government's case against the Proud Boys. It was discovered the government itself was the author of the mysterious 1776 returns document. The government wrote it. It's the title of a nine-page paper that outlines strategic plans for the takeover of U.S. government buildings January 6, 2021. It was confirmed in court that the FBI was behind the writing of this document. And the FBI operative was the author of the document. Mm. Drawn up well before January 6th by the FBI. Get rid of them. Break them into a million pieces and scatter them to the wind. They are beyond repair. Read, read that article. It is in our show notes. It's really, really important that you do that because we're living in those times, my friends. We're living in times where you have to wonder if this when this alarm goes off, all of a sudden are a whole bunch of people going to keel over and drop dead or turn into zombies. All right. Uh, Pride Month. June is uh, LGB Pride Month, has been for many, many years. And it has been going on for many, many years, relatively quietly. People have parades and parties, and kids are not involved. And now, all of a sudden, in the last two, three, four years, a certain faction of the alphabet morons have decided they want your kids and they're coming after them and they make no bones about saying it 
And we say that's where we draw the line. I don't care who you sleep with. I don't care who you love. I don't care who you're married to. Doesn't matter to me one iota. Leave the kids alone for the thousandth time on this show. Well, as if June wasn't enough, they want their own month. The pride takeover of the calendar continues. Welcome to, you know, there's so many letters now. I, I can't, to, what the hell? 2SLGBTQ plus history month. The writer, this is great the way this is written, says, as I was flipping the calendar, charting out my monthly uh, plans, I came across an announcement that I'd been unaware of. At the same time, not the least bit surprised to see. October now, apparently, is 2SLGBTQI plus history month. And I was struck with several mundane reactions. Wait, again? Hold on, I thought we just, well, as well as now, just what is all this that you've added to the LGBT acronym? But we are ready to go through yet another month. It does not explain here what the, oh yes, here it is. The two stands for two-spirited, two S. LGBT, of course, is a lesbian, gay, transgender, bi. Queer and or questioning is the Q. Intersex, sounds like a roadway, is the I. And asexual is the A. And the plus sign means everybody else. However you choose to identify. Doggy, kitty cat, two-year-old, even though you're 45. Anyway, yeah, October. Another month of pride crap, which woke parents are likely going to wind up bringing their kids to inappropriate parades and drag shows not meant for children. Like I said, I don't care. I don't care who you love. I don't care who you sleep with. Leave the freaking kids out of it. It is inappropriate for them. They have no business being there. And if you are a parent, you are a child abuser and you ought to have your children permanently taken away from you and you should be in jail. The Biden administration has finally, ignoring our southern border, finally found a family they want to deport. Not enough to look at the millions of third world people that they're importing every year. I think the estimate now is another 10,000 a day headed for the border. Folks, come on. Obviously, one of the most important parts of what they're doing, Border Patrol agents literally fist bumping illegal immigrants when they cross. Here's a case that tells you everything you need to know. 
just a few weeks ago, without any warning, the Biden administration decided to deport the Romika family. This is a family that, unlike illegal immigrant drunk drivers and violent felonies, the Biden administration will defend at every opportunity, has not committed any crimes. So what did they do? Well, back in 2006, Uwe and Hannelor Romika were living in Germany and decided to homeschool their five children because they're Christians. They were upset about the perverted satanic books and their kids being forced to read in schools. But in Germany, homeschooling is not allowed. There is a Nazi-era law in Germany that's still in effect to this day that bans homeschooling for the majority of, uh, of cases. But they so they immigrated to the U.S. Now, the Biden administration wants them deported. Initially, an immigration judge approved their request for asylum. And since then, it's gone downhill. Read the whole article. It's in our show notes tonight. But of all these massive criminal, God knows what sort of people coming across the border, streaming across the border every single moment of every single day in this country. This is who the Biden administration has decided to deport. Come on, folks. Ground Zero Hal 9000 back in the live chat. Hey, good to see you. What did he say? Nationwide test of FEMA, emergency alert, false flag day. All right, got a link in there too if you want to check it out. It's in our live chat. Good to see you, Ground Zero Hal 9000. Nice to have you back in the chat. I, By the way, I'm sorry if I missed your chats last night. I did not have a chance to get the chat live chat open. It's open tonight, so I will see you if you're in there. All right. I got to tell you that this next story I am of completely two minds about, two-spirited. <laughs> Kevin Spacey making a comeback? I have to tell you, in my humble opinion, Kevin Spacey is one of, if not the greatest actors of our time. This man can play any part, and you believe him. That whole, I forget the name of the show now with the Washington, uh, he's president, and I, what, what was that? Put it in the chat if you remember. I can't remember the name of the show now. But, oh man, what a show. The writing, incredible, but Spacey in that show, unbelievable. And one of my all-time favorite movies in my top five of any list I've ever made is The Usual Suspects. Kevin Spacey in The Usual Suspects was superb, beyond belief. If you've never seen The Usual Suspects, you owe it to yourself. Please. A, it is a brilliant film. 
from every aspect. But Spacey in that film? Unbelievable. Anyway, if you don't know, and I'm sure you do, um, Hollywood heavyweight Harvey Weinstein produced Shakespeare in Love, Goodwill Hunting, but he is best remembered for jump-starting the Me Too movement, and that revolution ended several careers, including Weinstein and two-time Oscar winner Kevin Spacey. Now, Weinstein had his day in court, and he is staring down 16 years in jail for sexually assaulting Hollywood starlets. Spacey also had his day in court, more than one, actually. Both times he has come up not guilty, including the just-wrapped British trial Wednesday on nine counts of sexual assault. Last year, a Manhattan federal jury acquitted Kevin Spacey on battery charges filed by actor Anthony Rapp, who claimed the star made a sexual advance on him in 1986 when he was 14. Will Spacey be allowed back on a film set anytime soon? Apparently, it's complicated. The actor's career went completely down the shitter when these first allegations went public. Not unlike Russell Brand, who has not been charged with any crimes, but they are working hard to destroy this man's career. Ridley Scott scrapped uh, Spacey's finished scenes from All the Money in the World, hired Christopher Plummer to recreate his character. Sound of Music alum earned a Best Supporting Actor nomination for playing J. Paul Getty in the project. Spacey was reduced to appearing in YouTube videos where he recreated his Frank Underwood character. Ah, House of Cards. There you go. That was the show. Wow. Anyway, Spacey claims several Hollywood players are eager to work with him as soon as possible following his most recent court victory, again for the second time found not guilty. That may be wishful thinking, though. Some of the Me Too victims haven't had a, a chance to defend themselves in the court of law. They include uh, Brett Ratner of Rush Hour fame, He hasn't had a directorial credit since then. Reported in 2021, he would helm a Milli Vanilli biopic. <laughs> anyway, the thought is, why not? The man was charged with all sorts of sexual harassment and assault charges, but he was found in both cases not guilty. Now, believe what you want, a court of law has found Kevin Spacey not guilty. Are we going to accept our justice system in America or are we not? Yes, I am a big fanboy of Kevin Spacey. I made that very clear right in the beginning. I love this man's body of work. It is insanely good some of the best ever. I would love nothing more than to see Kevin Spacey get back in front of the camera. 
I would, and, and you know, the more I'm sounding this out, the more I'm just going to say, I, there's no reason he shouldn't. He's been found not guilty. Not guilty is not guilty. Sadly, we live in a time where once you are branded, you're branded, and that doesn't go away. But Kevin Spacey deserves more than a second chance, and Kevin Spacey deserves to get back behind the camera. We deserve Kevin Spacey back behind the camera. Man is amazing. I hope he gets back there soon. Post-millennial. Pentagon official. Now here's someone who should be in prison if he's found guilty. Uh, fair is fair. A Pentagon official has been arrested, get this, for running a pit bull dog fighting ring. This is an official at the Pentagon. Electronic equipment, this is disgusting, electronic equipment and jumper cables consistent with devices used to execute dogs were found during a raid on Moorfield's home. There's the moron now. Unbelievable. Pentagon official charged with running an illegal dogfighting ring out of his home. Justice Department Chief Information Officer char uh, says he's been charged with promoting and furthering an animal fighting venue. September 6th, Federal agents raided Moorfield's Arnold's Maryland home outside of Washington, D.C. During that raid, they found battery jumper cables as well as five dogs identified as pit bulls. There are also weighted collars, heavy metal chains, breeding equipment to impregnate female dogs, and blood stains consistent with dog fighting. 62-year-old called his dogfighting operation Gihad Kennels. He's accused of possessing, training, transporting animals for participation in an animal fighting venture. During the raid, electrical equipment, jumper cables found in Morfield's home, along with veterinary steroids, training schedules, a carpet stained with blood, and a weighted dog vest with a patch that read Jihad Kennels. According to investigators, two men shared messages on how to train dogs for illegal dog fighting. They faced charges that could land them in jail for up to five years. Are you kidding me? That's all five years for that? How about 20, 25, five years. Well, the good news is they've been caught. They're not doing it anymore. Now they need to pay the price and five years ain't enough, folks. Got a new vaccine for you. Oh yeah, we're just full of good news tonight, huh? The FDA has authorized 
Get this. Novax's updated COVID jab. Now, if the FDA has authorized this new updated COVID jab, my guess would be they've gone through all the testing, made sure that everything was safe and not harmful, right? No, wrong. They based their approval on data from previous versions of the vaccine. This is a latest new vaccine formula. It's different. And the FDA has authorized its use based on previous versions of the vaccine. So, you want to go get your clot shot? You've been warned. This is the FDA. These are the people who are apparently in charge of making sure that we are protected as far as our health goes. Apparently, they're doing everything but. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I got one more cute one just to leave you on a good... This show has been full of absolute downers tonight. So we need to pick it up. Put a smile on your face. This is like a live version of a Looney Tune cartoon. This is so funny. I hope you can see the whole thing. It's a cat up a tree. The reason the cat's up a tree is a dog is chasing it. And apparently the cat picked just the right spot to hide. Take a look at this. Where'd he go? I don't see him. Where is he? <laughs> he can't find him. He's still, even back there, he still can't see the cat. <laughs> so the cat's safe. Oh, man. Like I said, that is a Looney Tone moment if there ever was one. Oh, oh, I got one more. You remember last night, hopefully you do, I mentioned that there has been this weird sound in my neighborhood. And at first, I thought it was kids playing with bottle rockets. You know, the, the absolute, if you, if you didn't hear last night, the absolute simplest bottle rockets, they, the kids shouldn't be using them, but they do. They just go, you light them and they go off, and there isn't even a pop at the end. They just go, like that. They whistle as they go up in the air, and, and that's it. Done. Very harmless. Well, it sounded like that the first time I heard it. This was like maybe a week plus ago. And then I heard it again and again. And then any time of the day or night, even sometimes three o'clock in the morning, I will hear this sound. And sometimes it's up past my house to the right. Sometimes it's past my house over on the left side. Last night, I heard it behind my house, behind my neighbor's house in the alleyway. So whatever this thing is, it's moving around. And it's not bottle rockets. It's some kind of an animal or a bird. I don't know. I had a recording, but it was very soft. You couldn't hear it. 
but I got two new recordings today, and I put them together to play them for you. You listen to this first one, you'll see what I mean about how it sounds like one of those little tiny toy bottle rockets. Take a listen. You hear that? Listen again. Weird, huh? And sometimes it goes longer. And sometimes it's quite short. Now here's the second one I recorded, which is lower and shorter. Same animal, whatever it is. Listen. You hear that? Listen, uh, hang on. Listen again. Weird or what? It's, I don't know. I posted it on my Facebook and I have wacky friends on Facebook. About 80% of them said it's a chubacabra. Well, <laughs> we don't have those here. Or, or do we? Uh, someone suggested it was lobsters committing suicide. I could see that. Uh, anyway, don't know what it is. Nobody's answered the question yet. I have no idea. It's still happening. Just before the show tonight, I was out in my front porch, and sure enough, I heard it two or three times. It just, the listen, listen. You see? It sounds like a bottle rocket. I'm thinking it's got to be a bird. But why for the last week and a half, this one bird has decided to hang around in my neighborhood? Don't know. Anyway, if I find out, I'll let you know. It's weird. Okay, you ready for Lord of the Flies? Yes, indeed, we read books here on the show, and we are reading Lord of the Flies, and we are in chapter three, moving on through after an unsuccessful hunt. So long as your hunters remember the fire, you and your fire. The two boys trotted down the beach, turning at the water's edge, looked back at the pink mountain. The trickle of smoke sketched a chalky line up the solid blue of the sky, wavered high up and faded. Ralph frowned. I wonder how far off you'd see that. Oh, Miles, we don't make enough smoke. The bottom part of the trickle, as though conscious of their gaze, thickened to a creamy blur which crept up the feeble column. They put on green branches, murmured Ralph, I wonder. He screwed up his eyes and swung round to search the horizon. Got it, Jack shouted so loudly that Ralph jumped. What, where, it's a ship? But Jack was pointing to the high declivities that led down from the mountain to the flatter part of the island. Of course, they'll lie up there. They must when the sun's too hot. Ralph gazed bewildered at his rapt face. They get up high, high up and in the shade, resting during the heat like, like cows at home. I thought I saw a ship. We could steal up on one, paint our faces so they wouldn't see, uh, perhaps surround them, and then indignation took away Ralph's control. I was talking about smoke. Don't you want to be rescued? No, you can talk about as pig, pig, pig. 
but we want meat. And I work all day with nothing but Simon. And you come back and don't even notice the huts? I was working too. But you like it, shouted Ralph. You want to hunt. While I, they faced each other on the bright beach, astonished at the rub of feeling. Ralph looked away first, pretending interest in a group of little ones in the sand. But beyond the platform came the shouting of the hunters in the swimming pool. On the end of the platform, Piggy was lying flat, looking down into the brilliant water. People don't help much. He wanted to explain how people were never quite what you thought they were. Simon, he helps, points at the shelters. All the rest rushed off. He's done as much as I have, only Simon's always about. Ralph stared back to the shelters with Jack by his side. Do a bit for you, muttered Jack, before I have a bath. Don't bother. But when they reached the shelters, Simon was not to be seen. Ralph put his head in the hole, withdrew it, turned to Jack. He's buzzed off. Got fed up, said Jack. Gone for a bath. Ralph frowned. He's queer. He's funny. Jack nodded, as much for the sake of agreeing as anything, and by tacit consent they left shelter and went towards the bathing pool. And then, said Jack, when I've had a bath, something to eat, I'll just trek over to the other side of the mountain, see if I can see any traces. Coming? But the sun's nearly set. I might have time. The two walked along, two continents of experience and feelings, unable to communicate. If I could only get a pig. I'll come back and go on with the shelter. They looked at each other, baffled in love and hate. All the warm salt water of the bathing pool and the shouting and splashing and laughing were only just sufficient to bring them together again. Simon was not in the bathing pool as they had expected. When the other two trotted down the beach to look at the mountain, he'd followed them for a few yards and then stopped. He'd stood frowning down at a pile of sand on the beach where somebody had been trying to build a little house or a hut. Then he turned his back on this and walked into the forest with an air of purpose. He was a small, skinny boy, his chin pointed, his eyes so bright they deceived Ralph into thinking him delightfully gay and wicked. The coarse mop of black hair was long and swung down, almost concealing a low, broad forehead. He wore the remains of shorts, and his feet were bare like Jack's, always darkish in color. Simon was burned by the sun to a deep tan that glistened with sweat. He picked his way up the scar, past the great rock where Ralph had climbed in the first morning, then turned off to his right among the trees. He walked with an accustomed thread through the acres of fruit trees, where the least energetic could find an easy, if unsatisfying, meal. Flower and fruit grew together on the same tree, and everywhere was the scent of ripeness, blooming of a 
million bees at pasture. Here the little ones who had to run after him caught up with him. They talked, cried out unintelligibly, lugged him towards the trees, and then amidst the roar of bees in the afternoon sunlight, Simon found for them the fruit they could not reach, pulled off the choicest from up the foliage, passed them back down to the endless outstretched hands. And when he'd satisfied them, he paused and looked around. The little ones watched him inscrutably over double handfuls of ripe fruit. Simon turned away from them and went where the just perceptible path led him. Soon, high jungle had closed in. Tall trunks bore unexpected pale flowers all the way up the dark canopy where life went on clamorously. The air here was dark, too. The creepers dropped their ropes like the rigging of foundered ships. His feet left prints in the soft soil, and the creepers shivered throughout their lengths when he bumped them. He came at last to a place where more sunshine fell. Since they'd not so far to go for light, the creepers woven a great mat hung at the side of an open space in the jungle. For here a patch of rocks came close to the surface and would not allow more than little plants and ferns to grow. The whole space was walled with dark aromatic bushes and there was a bowl of heat and light. A great tree fallen across one corner leaned against the trees that stood still and a rapid climber flaunted red and yellow sprays right to the top. Simon paused. He looked over his shoulder, as Jack had done at the close ways behind him, and glanced swiftly round to confirm that he was utterly alone. For a moment his movements were almost furtive. And then he bent down, wormed his way into the corner of the mat. The creepers and the bushes were so close he left his sweat on them. They pulled together behind him. And when he was secure in the middle, he was in a little cabin, screened off from the open space by a few leaves. He squatted down, parted the leaves, and looked out into the clearing. Nothing moved but a pair of gaudy butterflies that danced around each other in the hot air. Holding his breath, he cocked a critical ear at the sounds of the island. Evening was advancing towards the island. The sounds of the bright, fantastic birds, the bee sounds, even the crying of the gulls that were returning to their roosts among the square rocks were fainter. The deep sea breaking miles away on the reef made an undertone less perceptible than the serration of the blood. Simon dropped the screen of leaves back into place. The slope of the bars of honey-colored sunlight decreased. They slid up the bushes, passed over the green candle-like buds, moved up towards the canopy, and darkness thickened under the trees. With the fading of light, the riotous colors died, and the heat and urgency cooled away. The candle buds stirred. Their green sepals drew back a little, and the 
white tips of the flowers rose delicately to meet the open air. Now the sunlight had lifted clear of the open space and withdrawn from the sky. Darkness poured out, submerging the ways between the trees until they were dim and strange as the bottom of the sea. The candle buds opened their wide white flowers, glimmering under the light that pricked down from the first stars. Their scent spilled out into the air and took possession of the island. And that's the end of chapter three. Coming up tomorrow, we'll start chapter four called Painted Faces and Long Hair. <laughs> All right, Lord of the Flies, love it. Thanks so much for popping by. Be sure and hit that follow button down there. Helps to show out a lot. It's free for you. Sign up for a free Rumble account. Check out all our great deals from our sponsors, NordVPN. Don't go online without a VPN, and we got a special deal for you. Blackout Coffee, of course, and Skillshare among our many sponsors. And, of course, the Jay Sheldon Show merchandise. You can check that out, too, if you want. We've got all kinds of cool T-shirts, tank tops. Look at this. There's the mug. See that? You see? Oh, let's see here. See? There you go. All right. And hoodies. Got hoodies, too. And our cool baseball shirt. Where's that? There you go. There's our cool Jay Sheldon Show baseball shirt. All right. One last little plug there. <laughs> All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Get ready at uh, 222 for the FEMA alert. And if we're all not zombies, I'll see you tomorrow.